What's up guys? So Thread the Needle recently teamed up with Thrive Fantasy to bring you an exciting incentive to sign up. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports betting app that you can download for iPhones and they have top sports leagues such as the NFL, NBA, and MLB. So basically, Thrive Fantasy works with betting props. If you're not sure what that is, it's basically betting on the over or under on certain stats. So an example of that, let's say you're betting on certain games on, in the NBA. So you'd be betting on the over or under uh, for how many rebounds a player might get, the over and under for how many assists another player might get, and so on. So when you so when you guys sign up, you enter promo code NEEDLE, that's N-E-E-D-L-E, and you get an extra $10 deposited into your account on your initial deposit, which has to be a minimum of $10. Again, guys, that promo code is NEEDLE, N-E-E-D-L-E, and you get an extra $10 deposit into your account on your initial deposit, which should be a minimum of $10. So enjoy the app, guys, and bet responsibly. What's up, guys? Thread the Needles back, and today we'll be talking about the NHL playoffs. We'll be recapping the conference finals as well as talking about the Stanley Cup finals. Stay tuned. Hey, guys. We have the crew here. We have Perry. We have Mass. We have Mark. We have myself. We have Alex. And here we go. It's the NHL playoffs. It's the, NHL, it's the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, so uh, already one game in the books. But before we get into uh, the finals, we're going to recap the conference finals. Uh, and uh, Perry's going to get us started off. Yeah, so uh, the first match I'm going to talk about is uh, obviously Boston versus Carolina. The nice Eastern Conference finals matchup. Um, honestly, this was a surprising series. I have to admit, uh, Boston winning 4-0 sweep. That was a bit uh, surprising, given that like you know Carolina swept the team that swept Pittsburgh. Yeah, so the team that got swept was a team that swept a team who swept swept. Yeah, sweep. swept, <laughs> swept, sweep, swept. But were you were you more surprised that that Boston swept them, or were you more surprised that Carolina didn't seem like they put up a fight? Uh, I feel like Carolina didn't really put up a, a fight. You felt like what they ran out of gas. Yeah, well, like, not really run out of gas because they did, you know, sweep the Islanders. So uh, they did have a lot of time between the series. But at the same time, like, I guess they just weren't expecting that from Boston. Uh, I just feel like, I, I just think that, you know, they're coming to the series, like, we could beat anybody. And uh, at that point, I just feel like they just thought, they just took it for granted the moment. Obviously, they have really young players on the team. It's the first time that a lot of these players got to that moment, got to the conference finals against a really experienced team like Boston. You know, not only that, but, you know, playing against Toronto and Columbus and stuff like that. So I just feel like uh, Carolina, they, they should learn from this moment, definitely. And uh, going forward, they're going to be a better team. But uh, just with this series, I just feel like Carolina really under underperformed. Uh, yeah, given I've... that they, you know, they their first round, they beat the defending Stanley Cup champs. And then they beat it. They swept the team that swept Pittsburgh. It's like, you know, you're, you're expecting more from Carolina, but they just didn't really put up a fight against a more experienced Boston team. Also, uh, Carolina, uh, they also had a rookie head coach in Rob Bendemore. I feel like he got off-coached by Bruce Cassidy, but yeah. also I feel like they're going to learn from this because they have a lot of young people, like a whole... Uh, um, a a who? <laughs> and I feel like they're just going to... Like Morazic also, he played great. I mean, they didn't have a good backup goalie in uh, McAlini. Yeah, and didn't he come uh, in and do pretty well for them? Yeah, but yeah. he's thirty. He's thirty-six years old. I feel like yeah. they should. You got injured uh, for the whole Boston series. Yeah, the only. I feel all, like they, they, games of the they should scrap series. him and like get a younger, good guy. Yeah, so well, you know, 
Honestly, I wasn't expecting Kyle to do much this season, so let alone make it to a conference mm-hmm. final. So good for him. But uh, yeah, definitely in the future, they do need a better goalie. Obviously, Mrazic is good for now, but will he be the future of Carolina's goaltending? Maybe not. Or maybe it was just a hot season and that's it. But uh, yeah, definitely going forward, they need like a number one goalie, you know, that could easily play 50, 60 games. That's reliable going forward, especially in the playoffs. So is this more of a Boston just being dominant or is this more of a Carolina not playing up to their standards? I think this is a Boston being very dominant. Carolina came up against, um, they played who? They played the Islanders and then they and they played uh, Washington. Washington. Washington and uh, beating Washington was a big surprise and I felt like no one expected that. And I caught everyone by surprise. But coming up against Boston, like they're a team that that's always in the playoffs. Um, they're built for this. So look, the four games that uh, Boston won, it's it, the games weren't. There was only one game that was close. That the game three when they won two one. But the first two games they won five two and six two. And game four they won four nothing. So B- Boston really handed them this. Like they. They blew them out of the water this series. And I think Carolina got a, a wake-up call finally in the playoffs. And they're like, this is not as easy as we think it's going to be. It's not all. It, it's not about just us. Like, Boston came to play and they, they came to win. Also, they also, in game one, they were winning 2-1. And Boston came back and scored four goals in, yeah. in the third period. You know, that's what it's all about in the playoffs. Like, you know, no can never take a lead for granted. And especially against Boston, where, you know, they have a lot of experience. You just can't do that against a team like that. So, yeah, um... Carolina's a bright team going forward, but uh, at this point, was I surprised that they lost against Boston? No. But at the same time, same time I am surprised that they did lose 4-0. Even. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised yeah. only because like they had the chips against them. Like they they didn't like coming up against the defending champs, a lot of people had you can't tell me that a lot of people had Carolina yeah, winning that. Of course. So they had obviously they were the underdog there and they were playing the Islanders as well. And that could go either way, who was the underdog in that series. But then it's like you would think it's a game of momentum. They beat the they beat the Islanders. They beat the defending champs, and then they will get swept. So it kind of just like is this really a game of momentum? Because you would think that there was no team that had more momentum than Carolina in this in these playoffs. No, for sure. But that, that's the thing. Felt like, as good as them, you know. They beat the defending champs. Yeah, we could all say that for Columbus then because they beat the President's Trophy team. But I feel like it was more that. Uh, I feel like it was more that series. I felt. It was Tampa that screwed themselves over more than Columbus winning that. You think so? Like, I felt like it, Tampa like Bay, Tampa could, they, they, clinched, they clinched first place like three yeah, months before. No, and they were just riding so like a nonchalant throughout the season, just making a pass. And when they got to the playoffs, Columbus was ready to fight. And Tampa Bay, I felt like, was still on cruise control. And they, that's they, true. they bit them in the ass. But that's why even for Columbus, uh, for Carolina, um, you know, they had that such like really a, a longer gap between playoff series and then they play against a really good Boston team that has a bunch of experience and obviously they lose against them. So, yeah, um, it's more of Carolina disappointing than Boston being good, I find. And even with um, game one that just happened, St. Louis and Boston, Boston now won, what is it? Uh, they won eight straight games. Yeah, exactly. So eight in, straight. So In the playoffs, it's hard to do. <laughs> when you guys said about momentum... Carrying over, I think it, it does for sure. Yeah. Because I, coming into Carolina, they, they beat Columbus three times in a row. Mm-hmm. So they had the momentum. And as soon as they got the first two wins at home, they just they kept going. I think a lot of people just kind of not forgot about the Bruins, but everyone was so focused on all these big, guess, bigger teams. Yeah. teams or that, yeah. Not bigger, like, but new in a sense that as of the second round, Boston was the only 
uh, team that was the favorite, the yeah. favorites kind of to win. So it was all these new teams. Everyone was getting excited. So kind of everyone put Boston, I guess. Well, they didn't just focus on them. They were all like, oh, we're going to see a new Stanley Cup champion this year. But then, you know, you forget about Boston. And here they are. Would you say eight-game winning streak? Yeah. And now they're in the finals up one nothing. So, uh, yeah, I guess you could say if, if going back to that point of momentum, uh, the ones have been, have been on, this run, on this run with a bunch of momentum. Exactly. Yeah. And going back to what Mark said about, uh, you know, uh, Bruce Cassidy out-coaching Rob Bendeboy, you know, it's true that, you know, Bruce Cassidy did out-coach him, but at the same time, I don't find that's a good excuse because Rob Bendeboy, yes, he's a new coach, but at the same time, he was a player, he was the captain of the Carolina Hurricanes, he did win a couple of them. So I just feel like the experience should be there and he should know how to fire up the guys enough to actually come back and Maybe not win the series, but at least win a game or two. Exactly. But so, uh, but I can see how you don't win a game just for how like hard they were writing. You know, Carolina. I just I don't see how that meltdown could have happened. But honestly, give them credit though; they made it to the second, uh, the third round. Yeah, third round conference finals. So uh, hopefully they come back stronger next year. I would love to see Carolina do what they did again because, like you said, like you said, uh, they have a bunch of young players with great potential. And I uh, would love to see them do it again. Yeah, I would just love them to have a better goalie. That's all. If they get a solid number one goalie. Like Jordan uh, Binghamton? Yeah. Or just anybody maybe in the system that could come up or something. Or if they get somebody out of the free agency. But uh, that's it. I just really feel like uh, if they have a number one goalie, they'll be a lot better. So now if you look on the other side, you had San Jose and St. Louis. This was uh, surprising to me. Because I felt like San Jose would have would have won the series from the beginning, uh, but you know St. Louis keeps coming back. You know Jordan Bennington keeps stealing the show. He keeps being the story of the playoffs. So Bennington starting this started the season as the fourth string uh, goaltender for St. Louis, and since he started playing, he's 36, 12, and one. Um, he's been he's been the difference maker for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, can, literally, I, can I ask uh, how, like, how, how does that Honestly, go unnoticed and then how do you go from that to just being a starter and leading your team to the Stanley Cup Finals? Like, what is in that knowledge that you have these people that train all their lives and they have the talent and all that and then here, here he is, this guy comes out of nowhere, a fourth stringer and then... I, I honestly feel that some players are built for the moment. Like, this is, I feel like this is something that can't be, it, it's in you. It's like, let's say you have an okay... Uh, junior career, you put up points, you put up like your save percentage is uh, is high, but then like your average. But then when you come into the player uh, the NHL, you as a as a human, you you know like hey, this is my time, like it's time to step it up, and it, like it just takes over. And he's he's also a twenty five year old rookie. Yeah, he's and he's, he's not young either. So I mean, he, yeah, you know, he got he has experience. That's for sure. He got drafted in two thousand eleven, so. But no one expected this from him. Yeah, Espe- just, no, just no, saying, of course like, not. It's just being a goalie is obviously not easy, and it's you know that like you have to carry the team on your back in a lot of a lot of instances. And here is this guy; <coughs> no one ever noticed him, and then now here he is leading. And the, the, the funny thing is, is that St. Louis is playing Boston in the finals. And last season, uh, I w- I was reading that Bennington had some issues with uh, his his uh, farm team in yeah. in St. Louis, yeah. and for that they loaned them out, and they loaned them out. Funny enough, to the the Bruins farm team. So he last season he was playing with the what was it? It's Providence. Yeah, Providence exactly. So he was playing technically with Boston with their farm team, and I went back to St. Louis, and now he's playing Boston 
in the finals. Yeah, it's no, crazy. It's, it's really funny, but honestly, it's I just find that uh, it's a cool story, definitely. But I just feel like uh, you won't. It's hard. It's really. It's even rarer to find these stories as a player in hockey. Like as a goalie, uh, it happens. It happens because you know it depends the system you're playing. It depends who's uh, in front of you as a team. Like defensively, it depends the shots you're getting on you and stuff like that. So I just feel like as a goalie, it's a lot more different than a player. Uh, you know, goalies they go through a system. That's how they get noticed, right? Uh, it's rare to be really good um, in the in the juniors and you know make your name and be like a first round pick, for example. Goalies, you know, they're they're late bloomers, right? So uh, when it comes to any goalie, like for example Jordan Bennington, just it, it, it's not the last. It's not the first. It won't be the last story you'll hear about this. That's for sure. It's just crazy how it's his first year and he's going to the the Stanley Cup Finals. The last. Time you heard of this was uh, yeah, Matt Murray who did something similar. Yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt Murray. Murray it was Cam Ward. Patrick Watt did it in 1986. Yeah, exactly. So you know you'll hear a lot more of these stories as a goalie than as a player because yeah. you know as a goalie, it, it, I'm saying like the most simple definition ever. But you know you're standing in front of net, got block shots, and it depends who's in front of you. But if you have the right system with the right players in front of you, and you know you get the right shots on net. Uh, obviously, you know, you have to be really good also, but uh, it all depends on the players in front of you rather than as a player, you know, trying to be the big guy and scoring out the big goals. So, back to St. Louis. <laughs> and San Jose. And San Jose. <laughs> yeah. uh, that series was, uh, like I said, surprising. I thought San Jose was going to take it. Yeah, this had to be their year. Especially that, man, the guys on that team aren't getting any younger. Um, they, they stacked up. They, they really... And now they have decisions to make on on their players. Yeah, I just feel like San Jose has like two different types of cores. They have the old core and the the young core. Like the old core, as in Pavelski, Thornton, could also mention Burns, Kutzer, and then the young core like uh, Thomas Hurdle, Timo Meyer. Yeah, but it's good to have a mix in there. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a perfect core. So like the way I see is that you know even if the old core gets older and you know starts going to other teams and whatnot. You know, the new core is going to step up with other players in there and, uh, you know, just replace uh, the old core that was there. So I just feel like, you know, San Jose, yeah, it was their time to win, but they'll have plenty of, plenty of other chances to win as well. This might have been the last chance for Joe Thornton to win a cup. Yeah. He's turning 40 in yeah. soon. Yeah, but, you know, last chance. that's true. But I just feel like Joe Thornton, he could also play another year because his game was never relied on speed, more hands and vision. And, I feel like know, his game was more like... Uh, placement yeah exactly being in the right place right time yeah. and stuff like that so you know in this position he doesn't really need any feet he doesn't really need skates uh you know to like you know skate fast stuff like that so um vision and passing is his forte and i just feel like if he plays another year no one really uh changed much in the san jose lineup they'll just continue being the team that they are also. so in this series st louis actually lost their first game 6-3 um they won the next one in uh in San Jose, that was big. Then they lost at home overtime. Yeah. And that, then they won three straight. Pass, so. <laughs> what? That glove uh, pass. Oh uh, yeah, pass. that was uh, more controversy in that game. Yeah, that was hilarious. Just seeing all the matches on Twitter and everybody freaking out. So, like that. so not to get too much into it, but do you feel like calls like um, calls that could lead to a goal should should they be reviewed? Yeah, well, you know, I feel like it's common sense. Um, you know, it's also ethically and morally, you know, it makes sense. Um, if something isn't right, uh, like, you know, a hand pass, for example, that leads to a goal, even if it's not written in the rule book, it should be there because, 
you know, it could happen that something like that will, you know, happen again. So I just feel like they should incorporate that into a rule book and just make sure that like every goal is good, especially in the playoffs where, you know, every goal is literally And it was overtime. Exactly, overtime and it causes that St. Louis a game. Look, honestly. I'm not saying that, you know, St. Louis was going to win that game, but at the same time, you know, San Jose won because of a stupid I feel like in that. sports, like in order for a team to win, the luck needs to be on your side also. It's. That's what it is in sports. You you need to be lucky in some yeah, games and on some possessions. But I feel like there's a difference when you could be lucky and when you could when a play should be reviewed. When it's like, yeah, like exactly. lucky. Let's say it would be the Kawhi going back to basketball. Uh, Kawhi Leonard shot versus versus Philly. Like you need yeah, luck lucky. on your side to make that shot. Yeah, you need like lucky bounces, but, but like stuff like this is like it's literally like a rest error. Yeah, like but if, let's say if Kawhi would have stepped out of bounds and they would have scored and it would have counted, like yeah, it should have been reviewed. Exactly, that's bad. I just feel like they should have a ref in the sky and review have a have a tablet on him reviewing every play that happens. Yeah, but that but then that takes away from the game. I understand yes, I understand, that. but you're in a, you're in a time where it's the fastest game in the game is and evolving. You're trying to slow it down. Sports, yeah. And you're gonna try slowing and it down. Reviewing it, review uh, having the ref on the ice review it, you're slowing it down. So having an eye in the sky, you're you're the game is is gonna stay at the same speed it is. It's just there's another ref in the sky saying, Okay, it's a good goal, it's this. Because it'll take him 45 seconds to look at the play. Yeah, I know. Except then the ref has to stop the game, the play. What happens if they score, like, in overtime? So, it's... I understand, like, if it's if, if something's a missed <clears throat> penalty, that's one thing. But, like, if it's a hand pass leading straight to a goal, like, it, it should be reviewed. There's two types of penalties. There's judgment penalties and there's rule book penalties. Like, that isn't a judgment call. It's a rule book. Yeah, it's a hand pass, so that it should be reviewed. Yeah, I understand. But if it was a hooking call or yeah. tripping, that's a judgment call. So the ref could say, "No, I didn't think it was a, as a, a hooking or a trip." But a hand pass is in the rule book; it has no choice to be called like that. That's it. You're you know from uh, uh, how, how many years have you been doing refing? Eight. <laughs> eight years. Eight year veteran for yeah. refereeing. So you know what? We're gonna take that advice and we're gonna talk every veteran about it. That's for sure. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but honestly, if I could just like say one thing, a lot of you know. On, like you go on social media, the Sharks got all kinds of hate for simply just, you know, being in the playoffs. A lot of them saying they don't deserve to be advancing. And I feel like that's really unfair. You know, yes, I know you're giving me that look, Perry. But um, to say that they don't deserve to be in the playoffs, I feel like that's a long shot. Again, they got in, they got some, obviously some calls that went their way. But it's not like, you know, this is the refs doing it's not, you know, they're, they're not doing something that's fixing the game. It's 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 basically it's the refs' calls, and to say that they didn't deserve to be Vegas, they didn't deserve to be Colorado, they didn't deserve uh, what okay, the hand pass didn't lead to St. Louis uh, losing the series. But all that to say, if those calls wouldn't have happened, it wouldn't have meant that the series, like just for example, uh, against Vegas, was that a major or not? That's I think everyone could say later on that it wasn't. A five-minute major, but okay, it was. But it was a, a judgment call. It was a penalty, and it looked. And you could, you could at least hear referee Mark Lambert. You could at least see in that hmm. moment why the ref called it the way it did. Exactly. Plus, we have the benefit oh, of replay. hundred percent. So in that in that moment, you see him get cross-checked and fall like on his head because he ended up getting hit a second time. But you could see in that moment why it got called the way it did. I just feel like it. Should, it obviously, it was a two-minute penalty, but it. They called it a five minute. In that moment, though. In that moment, it looked really bad because he hit his head on the ice. He was injured. He didn't play the next game. All that factors in. And as a referee, it's like, 
you need help. You need an eye in the sky. Yeah, yeah. so for that, yeah, you're right. I don't want to get too, I don't want to go into every detail because especially with uh, Mass and Perry talking about Colorado and San Jose, we could be here for another hour. <laughs> but yeah, look. Uh, Bad it, calls don't win series. That's all I'm going to say. But look, if Perry says that uh, they, they didn't deserve to win, look, San Jose got theirs and they didn't win this year's against St. Louis. So you could say, like, uh, karma comes around and it didn't happen. Also, they, in game yeah. six, they lost Carlson, Hurdle, and Pavelski didn't play. Yeah. That's yeah, that, Carlson, yeah. Carlson was injured. I and think, uh, play yeah, and, half, yeah, half and there was a video that, uh, that the surface of uh, it was uh, two, call, uh, two San Jose players uh, roughing it out yeah, yeah. During, during practice. Their back of bullying. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I, like, I know it's not big names, but just to say, like, uh, tensions were, were there and uh, yeah, exactly. they, they were, uh, they had their backs, their backs against the wall no, and, and they ended up losing that game. And yeah, but, San Jose is going to have uh, some, uh, some questions to be asked to uh, the management for players coming up. Oh, for sure. But I don't know. Um, I just feel like uh, with San Jose, like, yeah, maybe at the beginning of the series, like, it could have been either or series to go home and, you know, go to the Sonic Finals. But, um, you know, after, like, game four, game five, you saw the wear and tear on San Jose, like, you know, Carlson injured, Pavelski yeah. injured. Even any games exactly, them. exactly. Like, their core's out. And even if, by fluke, they would have won that series, you know, they would have gone against Boston with a depleted team. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's, it's good that St. Louis won in a way because, you know, you get a more entertaining finals, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, definitely going into the offseason, San Jose has a lot of questions to an- uh, answer. Like, will they sign Carlson back? He already, he already put a message on the social media thank you yeah. Sharks. Exactly. Well, like, you know, don't, you know, a lot of players do that. Like, a lot of no, players, players do it. But, you know, a lot of players But, but obviously, it. like, San Jose, the, the main reason for Carlson was for this season. So, who knows if he's going to want to sign long-term. Exactly. But, you know, it's, it's, I, find it, I find it good when San Jose, you know, nice weather. Yeah, I know. But, look, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the free agency <laughs> when yeah. the time comes. Next podcast. Um, but, look, our finals right now is Boston and St. Louis. Uh, I don't think any, many people, I, I don't say everybody, but I don't think many people uh, had this as a final. Honestly, I was expecting, well, like at the beginning, beginning, beginning of the playoffs, when like there was no upsets, I was thinking Tampa, St. Louis. But I feel like after the second round, like I kind of knew maybe Boston would have made the finals and it did. Yeah. And did. Yeah. I'm not surprised after the second round, um, Boston, St. Louis, after everything, because, you know, these teams are really, they're really big teams. They're really organized. They know how to play a clean game. While at the same time, you know, being dirty in corners and laying down, laying hits everywhere, and obviously scoring goals and having great defending teams. So I just feel like this is a really great matchup. I don't see it, you know, getting like you know before six games. That's for sure. So look, game one happened last night, and uh, San Jose was leading actually two nothing. San Jose. Uh, San Louis was, <laughs> was leading two nothing, and Boston scored uh, four unanswered four yeah. unanswered goals. Exactly. Like yeah. it just goes to show what type of team Boston Boston is, and it, yeah, and St. Well, Louis needs to pick step up their game. Oh, they want to sure. beat Boston. The Boston's fourth line, uh, Corrali and Clifton, they both scored a goal. Yeah, two big goals, and then uh, what's his name, uh, Tory Krug. Yeah, he. Scored. I feel like the hit he did on Rob Thomas just fired. Did he score? Up. It was him or McAvoy? It was McAvoy who scored right oh. after that. So I yeah, just, like they just fired everybody up, and no, for sure. But um, I hate to say this, but I, I think Boston is going to win the cup. 
Yeah, I hate to say it's, this, and I think it's gonna be the first time in history that uh, was it that the three major you know, sports. I, I, I saw is I think it's still nineteen like since nineteen thirty six. That was the last. Oh, time the that, three like, major Boston sports teams won a championship. No, no, just in general, like oh, yeah? major sports teams in one city won um, all all three titles in different sports. Those are those the Red Sox, Red Sox, so the, the Patriots, Patriots, and all maybe but the Bruins. Nah, yeah, I, I wouldn't count out the Blues. No, I don't. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. No, I don't. Remember they, in the beginning of the season, weren't they like? Well, yeah, in like, January. In, in January, they're bottom. Yeah. As of January fourth, I think they were thirty first in the league. So they're dead first, last, dead last. and then now they're in the no. Finals. They they, they have they definitely crazy. have fight. But look, Boston's on an eight game winning streak. Uh, they have a much momentum. They have a much momentum. They're they're still playing at home. Um, I think, I think St. Louis might need to win this next game. Yeah, because to yeah, go that's, uh, because that's uh, to, to go that's down two nothing against Boston. <laughs> Even though you're going back home, like it's still tough. Yeah. You saw what Boston did to Carolina. Yeah. Like uh, they're a team that no matter where they play, uh, they're gonna give it their all and they're gonna play exactly. as if they're home. I just find it crazy that like uh, one crazy stat is that St. Louis are 0 for 13 in the in the Stanley Cup Finals, which means that every time they made the Stanley Cup Finals, they got swept. So they never won a game yet in the Stanley Cup. Exactly, finals. and they've been there three times. Like it's gonna be their fourth time. So yeah, they're due for a, for a win. That's for sure. At least a win. <laughs> You know, you Look, the last time, uh, the last time Boston, the last time um, St. Louis was in a final was versus Boston, and yeah, it was yeah, that, that iconic uh, Bobby Orr uh, overtime uh, goal, the way he's flying through the air. Exactly. So you know that's something to think about. Same yeah, time. there's there's some history between these two teams. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like if you know St. Louis, they really tighten down defensively and just you know close on the uh, close on the ice, close on the neutral zone, especially against Boston. That first line with. Marshawn, Bergeron, and Pasenak, I feel like they're going to win this series. And um, it's, I say St. Louis in seven. Oh, St. Louis in seven. St. Wow. Louis in seven. Yeah. Um, Boston is going to win it. No I, no, I said it's like I don't see it going before six or seven games. Oh, okay. It's funny because uh, <laughs> David Backus was a former St. Louis Blues captain and now he's yeah. playing in Boston. Uh, and yeah. that's something definitely to look out for in, oh, the, exactly. in the series. Um, I hate to say it. But I feel that Boston's going to win the Stanley Cup uh, in six games, um, especially if they win the next game. They go up 2-0. Uh, yeah, it'll be Even it'll if be St. Hard. Louis wins two games at home, it it's becomes the best out of three. Yeah. Best two out of three, and it's, it's tough to beat Boston four times in seven games. No, for sure, yeah. But uh, at the same time, if Jordan Bennington does good, and at the same time, um, you know, Tarasenko and just the big guys. Jaden Schwartz also 12 goals in these playoffs. Yeah, Jaden yeah. Schwartz. He has two hat-tricks. Exactly. Hat so, if, if the big guys in St. Louis step up, they'll be good. Obviously, this whole year, they had a lot of adversity thrown at them, especially at the beginning of the year. And uh, with a new coach of Craig Berube, like this guy, um, you know, he has over a 1,000 NHL games when he was a player. He was uh, really known as a fighter. So, just, you know, playing over a 1,000 games as a fighter, that's really intense. So he brought that uh, character and determination onto uh, being a coach. He brought it over to the players. They he installed a lot of confidence and uh, willingness into the team. And because of that, you know, look at where they are now. So you know, they lost the first game. They I find they got outplayed after being up two zero. So I just feel like uh, Craig Berube really it's gonna change stuff up and uh, just lock everything down so that everything goes well for the second game and going forward. Uh, who do you give this? Uh... Before we end it, who do you give this uh, goalie matchup to? Because look, um, if you just look at stats, quick, quick, Rask right now is averaging a 1.84, uh, 1.85 goals against average and a 0.942 save percentage. 
Yeah. And uh, Bennington is at uh, two point four goals against average and nine point uh, nine point nine one five. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, like, if you look at our overall scale, like, it's hard with Bennington since. Yeah, I know it's his first year, but look, Tukaras has been stellar in in these playoffs. And the favorite would go ahead. That's. You tip the, the scales and it's like you would but give the edge to him, obviously. Tuka, more experienced goalie. Tukaras has been playing lights all these playoffs. I don't know what the hell happened with him, but well, just, well, don't forget, he, he's dealt with concussions in the last three, four years. So now to see him do this well, I'm very happy so, for him. Don't forget but, that during the year, him and Yaroslav Alak really split up the oh, yeah, crease. And Bruce Cassidy, and you know, he really did that just so that Tukaras could be well rested for the playoffs. And it really paid off now. So in a way, I'm you know I'm not surprised that Tukaras is doing this good because you know previous seasons playing 50, 60 games it takes a toll on you. So yeah, I really think that uh, Tukaras has the edge over this uh, goalie series. Load management. So yeah. uh, but Mark, at the same time, I still say Blues in seven. That's Mark, final prediction. Blues in seven. Mass prediction. Bruins in six. Oh, like Fuck. so it's two Great. two. I said it. I said Boston in six. In six. Fuck. Yeah, guys. That's it. That's our NHL playoff. I hope you guys enjoyed all our predictions, all our previews. Yeah, even though I have to be wrong at the beginning, but, you know, it's just like your brackets. Yeah. Guys, we're going to be coming out with uh, an NHL podcast. Uh, NBA. Oh, yeah, I know. NBA too oh. soon, but also NHL uh, when the free agents, uh, when the free, when it's uh, time to sign the free agents. Yeah, draft day also. Yeah. Looking back on it. That'll be a, another good podcast to look at. So yeah, guys. For that one. And follow us on uh, social media. At Thread the Needle on uh, Instagram and at T T T N Podcast on Twitter. Twitter and uh, subscribe and rate us five stars on Apple, Apple Podcast, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Enjoy guys. The finals. Ciao, guys.